definitely have a plan. Think about what it is you want to do. Look at, are there other people that are doing it? Think about, and here's another important word, differentiation. What are you going to do that's different in a slightly different way, maybe, than somebody else who might be already doing it, unless it's something that is a completely new, unique idea, product, service, whatever it's going to be. And then what I would do is what I did, which was start talking to people. Just talk to people you trust and find out how they did it. And I think, David, the other thing that you and I keep emphasizing is develop your community. I mean, there's whether it's looking for another job, creating your own business, it's all the same. It's all about networking. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their businesses after long careers as employees. We believe you should be able to do more of what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Kahn. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with CEO and owner of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, Janice Berg-Levy. In today's episode, you will learn how a career leading business strategy and marketing for global companies empowers the success of a new CEO. Stay with us to hear all the details. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Janice Berg-Levy. Janice is a former business and marketing executive with a diverse background in financial services, global telecommunications, media, and technology. She has spent her career leading business strategy and marketing at companies such as AT&T, Avaya, Unisys, Accenture, and KPMG, and now is owner and CEO of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group. She is also the host of a national podcast called It's Great Business. Janice, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, David. It's so fun to be joining today. Tell me a little bit about your career. Oh, gosh, my career. I know I gave this like the Cliff Notes version in the introduction, but there's a lot to that. You know, I'm smiling and I know people can't see me, but it has been an amazing ride and I feel very lucky. But luck isn't the only reason why I've had the career that I have had. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, my ability to move around in what are Fortune 500 companies the way I did and move up, quite frankly, ultimately becoming a CMO was due a lot to relationships and building a network of people and a community where we support each other. And that continues today. So that's really a bit more about those companies. I mean, I could go on and on about each one of them and what I did and how each role built on the next. But really, if I look through the the golden thread, as they like to say, of, of my career, it really is about looking for great people, working in great places and really staying connected. So what do you think you have may have done differently than others when it comes to relationships and community? Well, I think the first piece is I I just love people. 
I think that it's fascinating when you really look underneath just not just doing the job, but understanding what makes people tick. And what I really did differently was I spoke to people in a time long before we said it was a thing to do where I understood that this one had a personal challenge of a parent was ill, a child was under the weather, there was some challenge in somebody's life. And I really looked at the entire person and I became more connected with that person, whether it was somebody who was working for me, with me, or someone I was working for. And that is really something that's very different about, I think, what I did versus when I look around um, my peer group. Mm -hmm. And what do you mean by community when, when you talked about community being a part of what has helped you grow your career? Well, yeah, if I go back, and I think it started at a very early in, in my day at AT&T, and even before that, I was on the agency side, which I didn't really go into in my bio. So I did start out with some fundamentals working in Washington, D.C., in public affairs, as well as in uh, New York, in uh, some fairly large agencies. And one of the things that I, I did was really build those relationships and community. And what I mean by that is creating a network of people that you know, people come and go. Okay. The day of staying in the same job, like my, my father did, or my mom did, or, or anybody else, you know, back then you, you know, you stayed, you got your pension, you retired, did whatever. I was very early in my realization that in order to move up, I had to move out. And I think there were other people that started to do that. And so as we did, we quickly realized, and especially my AT&T uh, peers, that we were going to stay in touch. We had something in common. We trained together. We learned together. We laughed. We cried. And that was what a community is about, any community. Yeah. So was there some kind of formal structure to the community that you just described? You know, I don't know that it was formal in those days. I think that it was, there were certain groups of people that we we congregated around kind of a common objective and we would go out for lunch. We would meet for drinks. We would send each other cards for holidays and birthdays. And so it was more of that. It wasn't a real formal kind of community. It wasn't until later in my career where I really had uh, the ability to start to join many organizations. I mean, I'm part of the alumni organization of <laughs> all those companies that you listed as well as my university. I'm very involved with the University of Maryland, which is where I went and got a degree in journalism. I'm pretty active at Montclair State, where I got my master's in linguistics. And there's uh, several other communities, whether it's the advertising community, the PR community, where I would get involved with them. So it was a common, there was a commonality, common need, common interest. So that's pretty much how it happened. What I'm hearing from you is that You've had some, what are often called big group experiences with community, right? Where you're, exactly. you're, you're doing something that is one to very many or many to one. Yeah. You've had a, a lot of small group experiences like these lunches and going out for drinks and other ways yeah. you may be with smaller cohorts and then the one-on-one the -on -one relationships. Exactly. And I will say I'm probably known as the connector. Or as it was one of my friends, I think it was AT&T or Avaya used to say, you know, you're like the matchmaker 
Okay. I said, well, that, that goes with my ethnicity. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I match people up. I like to do that. And sometimes it's not even just somebody that, let's say it was a group that I was in in AT&T. I might even introduce that person to somebody else now that and I and I forget and I'll say wait you guys didn't really know each other cuz I met you in pick the next company Unisys and I will introduce them and uh, they would have never met that way and then there becomes a new community that evolves from that yeah is there something unexpected that may have come out of one of these connections Well, I don't know if it's a community, but I will say that one of the things I'm most proud of, and you mentioned in the intro that I have my own podcast. And so through being, I think, a mentor and someone who people came up to, there's an individual named Pete McCormick. And Pete is my producer for the podcast. And Pete and I kind of knew each other when we were at KPMG, but through a mutual contact, Pete reached out, we networked. And I said, I have this idea to do this podcast. And I said, are you in? And he said, yes. And so from that, we developed a relationship, a business relationship. And then the community has grown since then because of all the people that I've introduced him to who have been on the podcast. So yeah, it makes me smile because now he has all kinds of additional resources and additional people in his network from that connection and not being afraid to reach out and and get going. And I think that's what it comes down to. You know, everybody has a different personality trait, being shy or not, or, or whatever that is. But the key is it's all about people. And I know that sounds you know, very trite, whatever, but it, it, it is. It's really understanding that, you know, with technology, without technology, we're going through some interesting times. It's still about, you know, those connections. People want to be with other people that they can relate to, that they feel comfortable with. People buy from people that they can relate to and feel comfortable with. I've seen deals go south, David, because the client has said, I just don't feel comfortable with that person. I don't want to work with that person. And I've seen the opposite of that. I've seen deals won because they've done so much research about that individual and knew the type of music that they listened to, that during the proposal, they played fill in your favorite band, whatever it will be. And the person said, not only did you do a great presentation, understood my business, but you really got me because that's my favorite band. How did you ever find that out? And that's my point about people, community, networking is really get underneath it. Right. So it's not just looking for the common ground in the the common thread in business. It's looking for the commonality as humans. Exactly. Exactly. Let's not, let's not forget about that part. Okay. Whether it's, you know, the next chat, you know, whatever, let's not forget about that. I mean, that would be a really sad state of affairs if we ended up in a world that didn't have that humanity in it anymore, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Oh, um, Janice, what made you decide to start your own business? Yeah. So uh, again, I had my own business very early on in my career with another person who had been my boss and mentor back in my days in Washington, D.C. And I had my own PR firm because my degree was in public relations. And uh, I always knew that I want to go back and do that. But that thing called 
I need to earn a really nice living to put a couple of kids through college, grad school, law school, fill in the blank came up. And also I felt like I still needed to learn a lot more. So I went into corporate, as I said, for many, many years and loved it, loved every minute of it. Granted, there's, you know, there's challenges in every place that we work. But again, what I do take away are the people. And uh, as COVID hit and lots of other things were occurring, it came to a point where, you know, when you know, and um, the good news was both my kids were launched more or less in their own careers. And I was able to really come back to the core of what I knew I wanted to do, which was start my own business. And so Intracoastal Marketing was born. Uh, I actually uh, was able to do some networking through my community, picked a lot of brains, uh, talked to a lot of people who had started their own businesses, talked to a lot of people who hadn't, who were thinking of it. So I got all flavors uh, all over the world, by the way, because I have contacts from all my global work as well. And because it was that time where everybody was living, you know, in their homes, more or less not leaving, and we were all Zooming or whatever we were trying to figure out, it for me, it worked out really well because I had so many people I had greater access to because they weren't going anywhere. And I really did my homework about what I wanted to do and where I wanted to focus. Now, David, I'll tell you, it wasn't just, oh gosh, I launched it and everything went hunky-dory. I mean, I did sign up clients. I knew I had to do that right away. Even before I left, I started to network and see if I could bring in some longer-term clients, which I did. And then from that point, I started to figure out what size business did I want to support? Because having spent so much time in corporate, I kind of knew the the pluses and the minuses of that. And that was a place I could go. But I really felt like the small and mid-sized business was a place where, I don't know, I like to be needed. I don't know about you, but I felt like I could make a difference and really help them in what I would consider to be the core uh, disciplines of marketing. Because marketing is a strategic lever and that's what we do. So Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group really provides all facets of marketing. And I would say on the tactical side. So whether you want to do social media, pick your favorite platform or websites or direct marketing, or I mean, I could go down the list, events, et cetera. But what I say to clients and prospects is this. I don't want to talk about tactics first. I want to talk about your business plan. I want to talk about, do you have a marketing plan? I want to talk about what you're willing to invest in it and what your short-term and long-term objectives are. And then from that point, right, we will work through what we think is the best way to approach that tactically. So I think that's the key piece. A lot of people want to jump into the icing, which is the tactical part, without really doing the backbone work, which is the strategic part, making sure that you're clear on what's your message, what's your differentiator, and who are you trying to reach? Really simple stuff, but but it's hard. Yeah, I was going to say, especially with um, small businesses, I see this a lot, that they somebody puts a bug in their ear. Usually you're talking to the business owner, right? And and especially if they themselves don't have a uh, well-grounded background in marketing principles, somebody puts a bug in their ear. Oh, you should be on Facebook. Oh, you should do LinkedIn Lives. Oh, you should, right? You can go down the list. And um, 
that may or may not be the right tactic for what they're trying to achieve in their business. Yeah, because here's the other part. Some of them, yes, they don't quote cost, right? You know, you can go out there, you can post, et cetera, but there is a cost. It's your time. And time, again, is money. So are you better off spending your time that way or investing it in a different way? So that's why I said, what I like to do, and we'll talk about this a little bit is, um, and I'm, I may do that with multitude of prospects, is we'll sit down and I'll just say, where's your business plan? If you don't have a business plan, well then guess what? You need a business plan, okay? And then the next part is, let's look at that, tear it apart and look at what is your, you know, three, five, 10, whatever that is your plan and figure out how you methodically really lay that out. I mean, David, I also, one of the other things I do, which is not in my bio, because it would be way too long, is I teach. I teach marketing. And uh, I teach it at a community college. And this is a beginner marketing class, of which some of my clients are like, I think I need to take your class. Because this is exactly what we talk about. We talk about who is your target? I mean, I will give assignments and they launch out into these crazy things and very creative, right? They're, the students are super creative on their ideas. And I'll say, make up a business. You've been, you know, name the head of marketing and they're going tactically, boo boo, like really cool stuff. And I'm going to get an influencer. And I'm like, hold on. What's, what are you selling and who are you selling it to? I don't think that your target even knows who those influencers are. So I think that that's super important. And that's why I love doing what I do. Yeah. So what's an example of a transformation that you have helped create? Oh my gosh, the latest transformation that I helped create. And this is, this is really on, this isn't a full um, end to end, but this is, um, I work with the Jewish Federation of Palm Beach, which is a a current uh, client of mine. And um, they've had a television program in Palm Beach for 40 something years. And it runs, believe it or not, on network TV every Sunday morning. Okay. And, uh, and they have a great following. But what they realized was they were, they, I don't know if they directly realized this. Let me just correct that. I think that I helped them realize that they were missing a strategic target, which was a skewing to a younger audience because I, let's face it, a Sunday morning, younger audience, probably not a okay, <laughs> just Saturday night. So we talked a lot about the content because the content is phenomenal and how to better position that content. Um, skew it a little bit for this uh, younger demographic. And so we ended up creating a podcast for them and the numbers are going up and they are thrilled to death. I was, um, uh, we have now doing an extra, what we call the extra as part of the podcast where we do a throwaway kind of question. And it's um, something that's a little more personal with the person that's being interviewed and uh, it's doing very well. And it is starting to reach that audience that we intended. So that's one there. That's an easy one from my perspective, uh, because we did have the content. We didn't have to start from scratch, but really shows you the importance of understanding who you're reaching and who you want to reach. And how do you go about doing that? Yeah. The other thing I was going to say when you start talking about trying to appeal to a younger audience is they're probably not watching broadcast television in any case. Well, absolutely. They're not. They're streaming whatever it is. They're streaming, whether whether it's video or audio, they're streaming it on demand. 
Exactly. Exactly. I use my own, my own sons, my daughter-in-law as my, you know, example, right? As my, my, my mini research will all say to them, would you, what do you do? Would you watch that? Does that have any interest? What about that angle? So that's an easy one. I mean, I've done work for nutritionists. I've done work for um, startup uh, companies in the digital space, but it all comes down to the same, same thing the fundamentals of what are you trying to do by when and who do you, who is your buyer who's your influencer and how are you going to get to them yeah basic principles basic janice i want to go back to the transition from corporate to uh, being an entrepreneur in your own business what advice would you give someone else who is still in corporate and is planning to follow a similar path to the one that you've taken where they would like to exit their job and start their own business. Yeah, well, it's going to be a theme. It's called have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we just talked about with marketing. Have a plan, okay? So if you want to go do that, which by all means, do it. Uh, Definitely have a plan. Think about what it is you want to do. Look at, are there other people that are doing it? Think about, and here's another important word, differentiation. What are you going to do that's different in a slightly different way, maybe, than somebody else who might be already doing it, unless it's something that is a completely new, unique idea, product, service, whatever it's going to be. And then what I would do is what I did, which was start talking to people. Just talk to people you trust and find out how they did it. And I think, David, the other thing that you and I keep emphasizing is develop your community. I mean, whether it's looking for another job, creating your own business, it's all the same. It's all about networking. I had some a group of people on my um, my podcast uh, not too long ago, and we talked. They talked about you know the ten people that you would call should you lose your job. Okay, and not just oh, well, they're on a piece of paper. There are people that you talk to regularly, and if ten's too many, they said then do five. But people that you have a relationship with that can help you, and this is the same for starting your own business. Have that group, have that community that you can lean on, that you can talk to, that you can brainstorm. Because as I said, you know, I told you this uh, offline is it gets really lonely out here. I mean, it does. And when you're used to leaving a big company, whether you were walking down the hall or Zooming or whatever it is your your work life requires these days, you had somebody that you could reach out to and say, you know, I got this crazy idea. And you start brainstorming. And the next thing you know, you you come up with something that maybe was similar to what you thought about, but maybe not identical because you had someone else or a group of people that you could throw those ideas around. In PR way back when, we used to call it the pink elephant. And we would start the brainstorming session with a pink elephant is walking down the street and it was a promotional thing. And it was like, well, no, I don't think it's an elephant. I think it's a car. And maybe it's not pink because our colors are green, you know, whatever that will be. But the point is, you, it's real hard to do that by yourself. You need a group of people or at least one other person, right? Absolutely. Well said. Um, that's great advice. Janice, we've covered a lot of territory about your own story and um, and also some of what you're up to now. If someone wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed, access any resources you have or get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go? 
Yeah, the best place is, well, one of two things. They can either go out to our website, which is intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com and uh, intra, not inter. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why that is, but it is correct. So it's I-N-T-R-A and then coastalmarketingstrategy.com or at that same address, but Janice at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com is my email and they can reach me that way. Sounds great. And we will include those in the show notes. Fantastic. Janice, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. My guest has been the CEO and owner of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, Janice Berg-Levy. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, David. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. On today's episode with Janice Berg-Levy, we learned how a career leading business strategy and marketing for global companies empowers the success of a new CEO. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com. I'm David Schreiner-Khan. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.